When life gets heavy, you need an anchor. Welcome to the She's Marked Podcast. I'm Hannah, a singer, writer, speaker, podcaster, and certified biblical counselor. I'm honored to be your host along this journey to stronger faith, holiness, emotional restoration and healing, and deliverance for the millennial woman. Join me as we press toward unpacking the heavy luggage of our hearts in pursuit of a life that is distinct, set apart, and built on the practical foundation of God's truth. She is walking in power. She's walking in freedom. Without a doubt, all will know that she's marked. Hello there. Welcome to the She's Mark podcast. I am your host, Hannah Smith, and I am so grateful to be here with you walking in this journey toward holiness, emotional restoration and healing and deliverance for the millennial woman. Now I say that, but I chuckle because when I take a look at my podcast stats, the age group of women varies. I actually have a lot of beautiful women in their 40s and even some women in their 50s. So I might have to do some rebranding and take out that millennial woman and just keep it to women of all ages, whoever it applies to. Anyway, I hope that you guys are doing great. You probably noticed that I am releasing more episodes than normal. I am taking a jab at trying to be more frequent in my releases. I don't know if this is a trend that I'll continue in just because of the way that my life is set up at the current moment. But I definitely wanted to start off this year on a strong note, making sure that you all are starting off this year on a strong note. So far, we have talked about the seven types of godly girlfriends that every Christian woman needs for her journey. We have talked about questions, power-packed questions to set your 2023 in motion. So go back this week. If you have not listened to those episodes, I truly believe that these episodes will give you the boost that you need to start this year off in your faith, very strong and firm and grounded. Speaking of being firm and grounded, that's the exact topic that we are going to be talking about today. Before we begin, please help me with the show. If you have been blessed by the She's Mark podcast, if you have been following for a while, please, please leave a review that will aid in others being able to find the podcast and be blessed by it as well. You can share it on your social media platforms. You can share it in email, but I would love to hear how this show has been blessing you so far. I also want to give the update that I have decided to step away from social media. For those of you who have followed the show for a while, you will know that this is not the first time that I've done this. I just recommend it highly. I think it's great for being able to clear your mind and to get refocused and to minimize distractions, minimize comparison, minimize all the things that social media can naturally do to the mind. I think that social media is a great, great tool. I don't believe I'll be off forevermore, but I am going to be stepping away to just rest my mind to regroup, to use my time more wisely. I just want to hop off of that treadmill and just dedicate my full time, my mind and my efforts to home and my children and my marriage and the Lord. I should have said that in, in the different order, but definitely the Lord and just kind of trying to figure out where is it that he wants me to be. 
And so I just ask, um, obviously you can't follow me on social media right now. I do still have my pages active for the Mark store. So you're more than welcome to follow the Mark store. I have the link for that in the show notes and you can certainly leave a review that will help me so much. Another thing that I would love to do is connect with you in the in-between when I'm not necessarily sending out episodes get on my email list. You can do that by visiting she'smark.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page, put in your email address and click submit. And I will have your email address and I'll be able to update you with wonderful and encouraging resources that you need to lift your spirits, to help you break free and to help you really connect to the Lord more deeply. So go ahead and subscribe to my email list. You can also subscribe if you visit the Marked Life blog. That's also going to be in the show notes. Go ahead and leave your email there and we can connect in that way as well. So as we get ready to touch on today's topic, today's episode is entitled, Will Your Anchor Hold? Staying Grounded with Life Verses. Now, I want to unpack this a little bit and I'll start by asking you, what comes to your mind when you hear the word anchor? I usually think of water and boats and ships. I think of grounding and security and weight. I also think of attachment and protection and safety. When I think of the word anchor, I think of immovability. I also immediately think of storms, severe weather, high winds. And if you know anything about anchors, they essentially keep vessels, ships, boats, things that are in the water, they keep them from going adrift. In doing a little bit of research and prep for today's episode, I was looking into anchors and I realized that there are a ton of different types of anchors. They are also crafted in many different ways. You have some anchors that are just really heavy, heavy, solid pieces of metal But then you also have more intricate anchors that almost have like claws at the end of them so that they can dig into the ground or the seabed. They can dig into the floor of the water. So there are different types of anchors that serve different purposes. And one of the purposes that they serve is, I guess, whether or not they're permanent or semi-permanent. So if it's a, a a vessel that needs to stay in place forevermore, or it really won't be going anywhere for a while, you're obviously going to want to use a more permanent type of anchor, one that is really, really heavy, that it can just really hold, it'll fall to the bottom of the ground, and that that vessel will not be able to get away. But then you also have the more semi-permanent ones, those ones that claw in, and when there's a certain time that the vessel needs to be released to move to a different place, you're able to get that anchor out of the seabed and you're able to move the vessel as you need to. Now, why are anchors used? I just mentioned that. It's used to keep a vessel in one place. Anchors are used to combat wind and currents that want to move the vessel off course. So I ask this in terms of your spiritual walk, in terms of your faith in Christ, in terms of your belief in your adherence, to God and his ways and his word. He is your anchor. Your faith is an anchor. Your confidence in him, your security, your grounding is in him. So I ask you the question, will your anchor hold? If you really stop to investigate and think about your current state, 
when the storms of life come, and they will come, we are at the start of a new year. There are many, many blessings that await us for this year. There is abundance that awaits us this year. But we have to be sober-minded in knowing that there are trials that also await us this year. There are trials that are brought forth by the enemy. There are trials that are brought forth by the Lord for our pruning, for our growing, for our strengthening. And I want to make a point really quickly. This just came to mind. Even with the trials that are spun by the enemy, God in his sovereignty has to allow for that to happen. Think of Job in the Old Testament. The enemy had to literally go before God and have permission to do what he did, what he unleashed on Job. Did that mean that God did not love Job? No, it didn't mean any of that. But I just want to make it clear that the Lord is God over all. Even with the enemy wreaking havoc on earth, God holds that power and that authority to allow that to happen or to stop trials and things of that nature from happening. But getting back on onto our topic today, we know that trials await us. In the New Testament, we're told that in our journey toward heaven, we will face much trials, much suffering. So we know that. So I ask you, and the 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 trials that are waiting in the winds, the storms that are are set for you this year, will your anchor hold? When troubles begin to blow very hard, I think of trees in a hurricane. You see those trees literally bending all the way down to the ground. And some of them snap right out of place. Some of them bend, but their roots stay intact. And once that wind passes, they spring right back up. Some of them may not spring all the way up standing straight. They might be a little tilted, but they stayed in the ground. They did not fly away. They weren't uprooted. So I ask you to evaluate your anchor, your faith, your groundedness. How firmly planted are you? One thing that I have recently heard, and I heard it, I want to say I heard it two times in the past week, and that's really what prompted this particular topic today. One, I was listening to, actually, one, I was reading a book. It's called Simplified by Bill Hybels. And in one of the chapters, he talked about the significance of having a life verse. What is a life verse? A life verse is a verse of scripture. So it's coming from the word of God. We know that the word of God breathes life. We know that the word of God is a sword. We know that the word of God nurtures and waters our souls, our spirits, our minds, and our bodies. So it's taking a verse of scripture that you will commit to memory and using it, I mean, literally standing firm on it. When you find yourself being tried, when you find yourself being tested, when you find yourself being wounded, when you find yourself going through the fire, when you find yourself in the valley, you really rest on this verse. It doesn't take the place of you reading the word of God. It doesn't take the place of, you know, memorizing other scriptures, but this is a different type of scripture that you will choose to rest on. That is what a life verse is. The second instance that I heard about a life verse was in church on Sunday. We had a group called Teen Challenge come 
and they have a men's choir. And then in between the singing, the men come forward and they share their testimonies. Now, these particular testimonies are life shattering testimonies. The majority of the men had pasts of drug addiction, alcohol addiction, in and out of the system. Many of them have looked death in the face and they share how God met them how the Lord Jesus saved them, how their lives changed as a result of meeting the Lord Jesus, accepting him, following him, how he has transformed them, how he's made them into new creatures. And so one of the men was talking, actually not one of them, all of them that spoke at the end of their testimony, they shared their life verse. They literally said, this is my life verse. And those verses, as they shared them after sharing their testimony, the verses just had so much more of an impact. It was so much more rich because you saw how that life verse was sustaining them depending on what their storms were. So how can we stand strong and hit the ground running this new year? Get a life verse. If you're feeling confident and bold, get two life verses, get three life verses. Let these verses be on the tip of your lips. They're the verses that you bring back before the Lord. They're the verses that you remind yourself of to keep yourself encouraged, to keep yourself from looking back, turning back, turning away. Scriptures that will breathe life into your situation. One other thing that was shared actually this um, during this particular church service with Teen Challenge, one of the men who was in a horrific car accident when he was 16 years old and he experienced severe brain injury as a result of that. He was in a coma for, I don't know, I think it was several months. He was talking about how his life went downhill after he came out the coma with some of the bad decisions that he had made. And he realized or one of the things that he said in particular was that God does answer prayer. God certainly answers prayer, but maybe you have been in a situation where God has not answered your prayer explicitly. Maybe he hasn't answered your prayer in the way that you think that he should. The gentleman reminded us that sometimes God may not answer the prayer, but what he does is he gives us the grace to go through it. So I would say to you, get that life verse that you need to stand. Expect God to move on your behalf. Expect God to hear your prayers because he does. But another tip that I would give you in remaining sober is realizing that God is sovereign, that he alone is God, and truly it is up to him whether he answers our prayers and it's up to him how he answers our prayers. I would encourage you to add the request for grace to your prayers. Lord, give me the grace. And I share that to say this. One of my life verses for this year is going to be, your grace is sufficient for me. So Lord, with whatever I'm facing, first, Lord, I'm going to ask you to take this thing. I'm going to ask you to take this cup from me. I'm going to ask if it be your will, remove this thorn from my flesh, whatever that thorn is. But Father God, you know my good. You know my end. You know my beginning. You know whether or not I may need this thorn to be in my flesh to keep me humble, 
to keep me dependent on you, maybe to keep me in a certain position that might be a benefit to someone else. Only you know, Lord. But as your daughter, I trust you. By faith, I'm choosing to trust you because I know that you mean for my good. You intend for my good. You work all things together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Father God, in my own opinion, by my own measurement, this thing is painful. It's treacherous. It's unnecessary. It doesn't make sense. But Lord God, you know all things. And so therefore, if it be your will that I continue to walk through this fire, would you, dear Lord, give me the grace to endure? Give me the grace and the fortitude to persist. Give me the stamina, the wisdom to stand. That is going to be my life verse, one of my life verses for this year. That is taken from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And it says, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I know there are some of you who are going through unthinkable things. This is not a full call to lie dormant in a situation that might be volatile, in a situation that might be violent. I'm not exactly speaking to those things. If you are in danger, you have to get out of danger's way. If you are in harm's way, you have to get out of harm's way. But I'm talking about those trials in life that we have to endure. Let me give you one such other example. Recently, my husband and I had a movie night and we watched the story Voice of the, I want to say, yes, it was Voice of the Martyrs. It was the story of Richard Wombrandt. If you have not heard of this man, if you have not heard of Voice of the Martyrs, I encourage you to get into it. Check it out. So in this particular story, it was back in, in Nazi times. Uh, I want to say they were in Romania. And Richard Wombrandt started off as an atheist. He didn't believe in God at all. And so one thing led to another. He ended up getting, he ended up contracting tuberculosis. And with that, he had to be like isolated in a certain hospital for many, many months. And all he could do was be sick and read, be sick and read. And somehow um, some particular booklet had gotten into his hands and one thing led to another and he began to question everything about life. In questioning everything about life, he met the Lord Jesus. And so by the time he went back home, he revealed to his wife that he was now a believer. That was the last thing she ever wanted because she really enjoyed their rich, lavish life. She enjoyed the parties and she really, really went to the bottom of the pit before she too came into the light. And they became beautiful Christians and their whole mantra, I don't even want to say mantra, their, their mantle was love. It was love. And so their life just really, really exemplified the love of Christ, especially toward our enemies. And so fast forward, things were really tense as far as the political scene in their country. 
Um, people were really banned from, you know, reading Bibles and, you know, they went above and beyond to restrict people from any type of worship. They basically were tightly controlling everything. And so one thing led to another and Richard Wombrandt had that target now placed on him. When you're a believer, you have a target placed on you. And it wasn't before long that he was kidnapped and brought into a prison camp. And I remember as we watched the movie, his kidnappers put like a blindfold over his head and immediately he began to think of all the verses that he had memorized on fear. And he really thought that he was going to die in that situation. He, he thought that he would never see his family again. And you could see how he applied these life verses to get him through. He experienced unthinkable Torture, the name of the movie that we watch, by the way, sidebar, is called Tortured for Christ. Please watch it. He experienced unthinkable, unspeakable physical torture day and night. He was beaten nonstop and they did all kinds of horrific things to torture him, to get him to stop talking about Christ, to renounce his faith. And he never did. I surely thought that he was going to die there. Come to find out, he ended up remaining in that prison for 14 years. He walked through pain and suffering, but there was such a joy in him. There were miracles that he experienced. And one of the benefits, as I was saying before, you never know why God has you in a certain situation. You never know why he has allowed what seems to be Satan's victory over you. It's never truly a victory. God even wins when it seems like Satan is victorious. He was placed there in order to minister to the other prisoners, to encourage them in their faith, and even to stand as a witness before the very men who were persecuting him. There was one man <laughs> who had came into his cell to beat him. And when he walked, when the, the guard walked into to Richard Wombrandt's cell, Richard Wombrandt, as frail and as bloody as he already was, he was on his knees praying and the guard was infuriated. He asked him, why are you still praying? You, God is not hearing you. Can't you see? <laughs> you're here. You're suffering. What could you possibly be praying about? Richard Wombrandt looked up and said, I was praying for you. God's grace was sufficient for Richard. And my sister, God's grace is sufficient for you. God did not choose to take him out of that situation immediately. He suffered for Christ's sake for 14 years. But the reward and the reach of his suffering is still penetrating to 2023. This happened many years ago. He ended up living to be 90-something years old. He lived much life after that, and he started the Voice of the Martyrs organization, which is a powerful organization. Check it out. I'll leave it up to you to go and do the research. But his suffering, he would have never thought that that would have birthed the seeds from those moments of pain. So when we have to go through pain, I encourage you, don't just let your prayer be, Father, remove this from me, change this, take me out of this. We don't even, we don't want to 
forfeit our own development and we don't want to forfeit the work of the kingdom. It is kingdom work. What we do, our lives are kingdom work. We are about our father's business. So I say to you again, will your anchor hold when the storms of life come? Saturate, equip, and prepare yourself through the word of God. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is life-giving. It is life-breathing. It is living. It is active. Strengthen your inner man with the word of God. Learn how to fight with the word. Learn how to eat the word. Learn how to drink the word. Learn how to stand on the word. It is not just simply religious memorization. The word is living. Handpick, before you even handpick, pray about the life verse that God wants to speak to you and sustain you with this year. What is the life verse that he wants to be the theme of your life? Because see, when the Holy Spirit leads you to it, it's going to be even more effective because he's going to give you life verses based on what is to come this year. So, Father God, I just give you the glory, the honor and the praise and Holy Spirit. I pray over my listeners. I thank you for these women of strength. I thank you for these women who have hearts for you and desire to grow closer to you. They desire to be free in their emotions, free in their minds. Lord God, you know what this year holds for us. You know the mountaintops and you know every valley that we will face. Holy Spirit, as we begin to ponder this topic of life verses, would you in your good time lead us to the verses that you have individually for us and for the journeys that you have carved out for each of us this year? God, may it be a testament to your glory, a testament of your power. May you receive all the glory from every moment of victory and every moment of sorrow in our lives. In the blessed and matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ladies, until next time. That's it for today, but the journey continues. Visit She'sMark.com for more episodes, to make a donation, or to check out the Marked Life blog. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, tell a friend, and consider leaving a review. Remember, the word tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. As you go through this week, remember to walk as children of light.